The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. April Brooker is an actress, comedian, ventriloquist and writer who's on the line with us now. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing great today. So first of all, what's it like to be a ventriloquist? What's it like to be a ventriloquist? Well, to help me with that, I have uh, Mae Wilson. Mae Wilson, Uh would you like to tell this delightful young man what it's like to be a ventriloquist? Well, first off... It's great to be a ventriloquist because we get to be interviewed by handsome men like yourself. <laughs> and second, we get to meet all sorts of people. And third, we get to appear in awesome things like Burlesque Q at Alexis Park Resort in Las Vegas every Thursday through Sunday. Woo! Yeah, that's really impressive. Your lips didn't move at all. Does that take a lot of practice? Actually, um, it does take a lot of practice. It took me, um, I've been doing it since I've been 13. So it took me a lot of years to get this good. And a lot of time talking to herself in the mirror. Yeah. But yeah, um, it takes a ton, a ton of practice. Have you ever tried it? Not really. I've tried a bit of puppetry and that's hard enough, I suppose. But to have the whole thing of not being able to move your mouth at all, I guess you're kind of limited about what voices you can do. Well, yes, and it, it takes a lot of practice. But, you know, he says that he does puppetry. Mm. Oh, so you know Kermit the Frog. Yeah. I don't know if he knows Kermit the Frog, mate. Let me tell you something. I dated him for a minute. It didn't work out because he's into pigs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. May Wilson, ladies and gentlemen, you can see her at Burlesque Cute Alexis Park Resort every Thursday through Sunday. May Wilson. May will be back. Uh, this is my interview now. You know how puppets are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So was it hard to learn the puppetry stuff on its own as well as just trying to not move your lips? Well, it was um, hard to learn both because you always have to be learning both because the hardest thing about being a ventriloquist, and I talk about it in my book, Don't Read My Lips, which is available on Amazon, guys, and through booksellers worldwide, because one of the hardest things is, is that a lot of ventriloquists, they'll become so focused on lip control that they'll forget that they have a puppet on their arm and they get this thing called dead hang. And then you get the people that, you know, they let the lip control go out the window, but at least that puppet is moving. And what I tell people in my book is, guess what? That puppet on your arm is not just a puppet. It is a being with thoughts and feelings. And that being has a past. It has a life. 
And so just like you move when you talk mm. and your mouth moves when you talk and your hands move or whatever, so do theirs. Yeah, absolutely. I take it you have to do a lot of work on character development of the puppet as well, I suppose. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I have a whole chapter dedicated to that. Wow. Um, each of my characters has an autobiography believe it or not like they all have autobiographies because they all have backstories like i'm sure you were you know you you were born somewhere i was born somewhere and i have the accent that i do because i grew up in pittsburgh yeah so but just like they might have an accent because they're from somewhere or they might like something or dislike something because they're from somewhere or they might be passionate about a sports team like uh, what what's your what's your sports team that you're passionate about I don't really have one to be honest and I know nothing about sport Okay well okay well I'm semi passionate well I'm passionate about the Steelers because I grew up in Pittsburgh yeah. So you know they might be passionate about sports or you know like whatever like they have a whole life like that being on your arm isn't just a puppet it is something that's had a whole life that that being has opinions you know and people are like well what if my puppet's an alien well guess what that alien being from another planet still has a life still has a family still has a past and that alien being has opinions especially when it comes to humans so do not be fooled for sure yeah so how did you first start to get interested in ventriloquism then i became interested in ventriloquism when i was 13 Hmm. and i grew up without cable because my parents were like you're going to be a thinker because they were both teachers and so much for that. Mm. But anyway, uh, long story short, my brother started playing football. And for those listening, that's American football, not soccer. There's a difference yeah. as we all know. And my dad wanted the get the channel with the games. And so the scores, and so in order to get one channel, you had to get 20. So we had to get cable. And so one night after one of my brother's football games, which Friday is high school football, mm. Saturday's college, Sunday's pro, uh, we were watching um, the scores. And my dad hated commercials. So he changes the channel. And we're enjoying our new cable. And there's a special about ventriloquists. Mm. And they were all paying tribute to Edgar Bergen, who's a very famous ventriloquist. Mm. And guess what? I was the only one that could do it because I have my great grandmother's sideways Irish smile. And that Christmas, I got a ventriloquist figure under the tree. Wow, that's exciting. So you mentioned Edgar Bergen there, but were there other ventriloquists that kind of inspired you, their act and the way they did things? Yes, uh, Sherry Lewis mm. um, was a definite inspiration. Um, Ron Lucas, who was a bigger deal in the UK, he had a show for years. He was an inspiration. Um, the late, great Otto Peterson and George, I got to work with them early on. Uh, they were inspirations, Willie Tyler and Lester, uh, all those guys. Yeah. Well, what was it about ventriloquism particularly that you wanted to do rather than just straight puppetry? Why did you want to do the extra work of not moving your mouth? Well, I grew up liking Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Mm. And I always liked puppets and I was always fascinated with puppets, but I didn't know if this was going to be something that I, I would do because I was so young, Um, you know, because you you might like something, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to become your life. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I actually, um, I, I be, I explored ventriloquism and that's my main expression but i've studied other forms of puppetry i've studied hand and rod puppetry 
football and East shadow puppetry and full body puppetry so that I've done them all. And I've actually felt that they have all made me a better ventriloquist. But what I like about ventriloquism is, do you want to help me explain this, May? Let's be honest. A girl over here likes ventriloquism because, you know, it gets her all this attention, number one. <laughs> number two, makes her look awesome. And number three, she gets to have friends like yours truly. <laughs> Actually, what May's trying to say is I like ventriloquism because I like being able to uh, own the illusion. Because magic is misdirection. And when you think about it, ventriloquism is magic. Mm, yeah, it kind of is, I suppose. Because it's a living thing that people can't really see where it's coming from. Yeah, and so when I throw my voice... People think I'm real, but here's the thing. I really am. Yeah, we've actually had shows. Um, I kid you not. When we were in Vegas, there was this guy sitting in the front row, and he's with his wife. Mm -hmm. And he was a little buzzed. And he goes to her because there's a part of the show where we sing. Yeah. Uh, we sing Mr. Sandman. And he's like, wow, that puppet is really singing. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm a better singer than she is. It is true, she is. Yeah. Do you feel like you can get away with saying things as the puppet that you would never get away with saying as yourself? Because there's a kind of charm about it. There, There is. And actually, you know, because I consider myself pretty outspoken. Yeah. Well, I just put it this way. When I say it, it's that much cooler, all right? I can get away with anything because I'm cute. <laughs> what, what May's trying to say is that, yeah, like when a puppet says something, it's always funny. Like, and if you get mad, you're getting mad at, at a puppet. Yeah. But even then, people do get mad at a puppet. We were filming um, What Would You Do? It's a show on ABC here in the States, and it's a hidden camera show. And so the way the segment went is we're by the South Street Seaport in New York, and we were supposed to be making fun of a quote-unquote homeless lady who was actually an actress plant. Yeah. And so... We say, and so what'd you say to the homeless lady? I said, hey, homeless lady, why don't you get yourself a work ethic and some self-respect? <laughs> and so out of nowhere, there's this uh, doorman and he's on his cigarette break. It's a luxury building. He comes over and he is mad as hell. He already looks like he's having a bad day. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, stop making fun of the homeless lady. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it's not me. It's her. Because, you know, the hidden camera. And I'm thinking, come on. John Quignone's and crew, come on out. Because, <laughs> and so he's like, oh, yeah. Well, when the cops come, they're going to arrest both of you. <laughs> and all of a sudden. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Like John Quinones and the camera crew of What Would You Do burst out. He's like, hi, I'm John Quinones. And we're with, what would you do? And he's like, well, you're making fun of homeless people. He's like, no, the homeless woman's an actor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and so, and so he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, blah, blah. And so then in an O. Henry twist, it turns out the homeless woman had taken a car service from Riverdale to the set. Mm. And that's like 150 American dollars. I don't know what that is in pounds, but mm. that's expensive. And it turns out that she's in a higher income bracket than all of us, which means she has the sugar daddy I want. So that was the ironic list. Yeah. Yeah. So but people get invested, like they even get mad at her. But it's their loss because I'm cute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just strange that people can think that puppets are real like that. It's part of the magic, mm-hmm. I suppose. Like, I think even when the Muppets have went on TV shows, for example, mm-hmm. the crew have held boom mics over them as if that's going to pick up their voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even, um, and they've done that with Elmo, especially, but mm-hmm. Lamb Chop, when she was on Sherry Lewis's arm, they mic'd Lamb Chop. And there have been a few times where this one right here, you've been mic'd, right? Yeah, they've been like, can we get a level on her? And I'm like, of course you can, darling. You can get a level on me anytime. <laughs> yeah. And you've got this book that you've released as well. What made you come up with the idea to write the book? Well, the reason that I came up with Don't Read My Lips is that we had done a residency here in Las Vegas. And actually, I had a full cast and I had done my two preview weekends and I was set to open. But then the pandemic came. And I always say that I want coronavirus's agent because <laughs> look at how much coronavirus is getting. Yeah. But the theaters closed down. And so we were doing a bunch of Zoom shows. Mm. And one thing about Zoom shows is you don't get any feedback, but my Wheaton Terrier would actually run out of the room when we started performing and my pit bull would stay and just stare at us. And then we have this parakeet 
in the next room. And Pat would give us a few sympathy chirps and it's like, okay. So anyway, long story short, everybody was like, you should write this book about ventriloquism. And, you know, I was busy with grad school. I was touring, I was working. But with this pandemic, suddenly all I had was time. Mm. And that's when I wrote, don't read my lips. And so I worked with monk-like efficiency and I would write during the day. And then at night I would do these Zoom shows. And it's amazing how much quote unquote knowledge I've acquired over the years. And it was just an amazing labor of love. And I'm glad I did it. Mm, yeah, for sure. And is the book for people who are interested in ventriloquism as a career or can it work for anybody like a hobby or just a pastime? It's actually it can work for anybody that's interested in a hobby, pastime, career, because here's the thing. Like, I know that not everybody's going to make everybody with a puppet is going to make a career out of ventriloquism. Yeah. And that's OK. My mom and this is how puppets run in my family. Her family's always been crazy. Okay, May, thank you. But my mom, when she was a Girl Scout leader, uh, she had a puppet by the name of Penny Perkins. It was a Jerry Mahoney doll that got a little bit of a makeover in a Girl Scout uniform. <laughs> and Penny used to help teach water safety. And at night, she had a double engagement telling scary stories around the fire. Well, anyway, Penny's a recluse in my mom's attic now. Yeah. Don't ask. <laughs> but the point is, is that Penny helped my mom teach water safety and my sister who's an emergency room doctor here in the united states who and part of my stress during the pandemic is she was on the front lines as a doctor and she had a baby and it was a whole thing mm. she uses a puppet called dr know-it-all to teach uh elderly patients about diabetes and nutrition and those issues um i believe it was steve axtell who i interviewed for my book mm. he's a puppet maker here in the states he worked with autistic children and used puppets. Mm. There have been social workers that have used puppets uh, yeah. in ventriloquism in order to uh, help young clients. Um, and Mark Wade, who's head of the, who's the director of convention, he was a teacher for years. And what got him to become a professional ventriloquist is he used a puppet for classroom management. He used the ventriloquism. Mm. So even if you don't make a career out of it, you should learn ventriloquism. Yeah, that's true. I never thought of it that way. There are so many professions that a puppet would help because, you know, children never really listen to adults, but a puppet, they pay full attention. Oh, yeah. And plus a puppet can add levity. Yeah. Like there have been fire departments where they have an amateur ventriloquist on staff and that um, firemen, like they, they've paid to have puppets made. And that puppet will teach the children what to do for 911. And that's our emergency number here in the yeah. States, guys. So, um, or whatever the emergency number is or what to do in the case of the emergency. So kids will remember. And so, yeah, it's like, because people say, why learn ventriloquism? I say, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. And are there any funny experiences that you reveal in the book as well? Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, we reveal, um, let's see. We, we have plenty of funny experiences in the book, uh, but I have another puppet, and I'm going to put you down, May. And I'm just going to say that this puppet has yet to send me my hush money. Okay, May. What she's doing is she's talking about Donald J. Trump, uh. who he's on the run right now because they might extradite me and how those things go. Yeah. Well, anyway, we were protesting um, 
Donald Trump's nomination back in 2016. And I was with a group called STAT, Stand Together Against Trump. And it was doctors, nurses, other medical professionals. And Donald J. Trump was the spokesperson. And so anyway, in the States, the Trump supporters were something else. (laughs) And uh, the one had a cowboy hat on. He had a sidearm and he comes up to me and I'm told to be peaceful. Mm. And he comes up and he goes, why do you hate Donald Trump? And I'm like, I don't hate Donald Trump. Meanwhile, I've got a puppet on my arm. And he goes, I hate what he's doing. He's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to him. He points to Donald J. Trump on my arm. And so Donald J. Trump is like, and this guy's got a handlebar mustache. And he looks like a presidential assassin, I'm telling you. (laughs) Meanwhile, Clinton Billups, my manager, is with me. He's my handler. Uh, And he's an ex-cop. He's like, I and the cop like come over here and stop this. And so they see this guy arguing back and forth with a puppet and they're like, well, you know, and they couldn't stop laughing. The stat people were trying to contain themselves. And finally this guy's like, fine. And then he walks away. And I was just like, okay, did that really happen? Oh yes, it did. Wow. That's incredible. Some people are just mad. Yeah. And it's like, it's a puppet. Relax. It's the first amendment, dude. Yeah. Are you hopeful then that things might get better with this pandemic and you might be able to reopen for your shows? Actually, I've been doing a pandemic-friendly review with Mae Wilson since uh, December. And until recently, there were 25 feet between us and the audience. And now it's six feet and they're decreasing it. But I will say this, not only am I hopeful... But it's like things starting are starting to get better and better is more and more people are getting vaccinated. Yeah. I just got my second dose. So get vaccinated and wear a mask. But, you know, if the mask mandates go away, I'm sad about one thing. And what's that, May? That now that you're not wearing mask, people will see that, well, you know, here's the thing, girl. Oh, yeah. When you were wearing the mask, you were a letter ventriloquist. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess you don't really have to try. Yeah, well, and, and you stumbled on that joke, May. Mm. Well, girl, it was you that messed it up. Oh, mm. May Wilson, everybody. <laughs> Does anybody ever ask why the puppet isn't wearing a mask? Actually, yeah, they have. <laughs> and here's the thing. The put like because a lot of their heads are bigger, mm. normal masks don't fit them. That's ah, why. Interesting, yeah. I guess like if you both wore masks, then you wouldn't have to try with not moving your lips or the puppetry. It'd just be the easiest job in the world. Oh yeah, as a matter of fact, that's one of our first jokes when we get out is yeah. is about me is about the mask. And yeah. what do you say when you see everybody in the mask? You know, I'm like Wow, everybody's wearing a mask. Are they getting ready to commit a heist? (laughs) Yeah. Well, where are we able to keep up to date with you everywhere if we're interested in doing so? Uh, AprilBrooker.tv, guys. AprilBrooker, like my name, .tv. I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter. You can hit me up on there too, because my name is... May Wilson, guys. That's May Wilson. I'm April Brooker. And if you want a copy of Don't Read My Lips and you want to learn ventriloquism, it's available on Amazon and through booksellers worldwide. Nice. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you. The throbbing pulse of sound, 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 sound. The toe.